You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Welcome back to the podcast. We're continuing our study of the Book of Romans, and we find ourselves in session five. It's titled Right with God, and it's on Romans 5, 1 through 11. The central truth this week is that the gospel brings reconciliation with God to all who believe, proving God's love for us. So Paul has unpacked what it means to be right with God, um, how the gospel allows us to be made right with God, to be justified before God um, through the death of Jesus on the cross for our sin. And so here he's going to say, now that you've been justified, now that you've been declared righteous by faith, here's who you are. So this is a passage about identity and it gets into how our identity as those who've been reconciled, those who've been made right with God, those who've been invited into a personal relationship with God that's made possible through the gospel, how should we view ourselves? And then how should that impact how we live? And he says something pretty radical. He jumps right in. He says, since we've been declared righteous, here's what we ought to do. Here's how we ought to see ourselves. We should rejoice in our afflictions. In other words, he's saying we should rejoice in difficulty, in trial, in suffering. Um, the church at Rome would have been experiencing this sort of thing. They would have been there would have been people in the church who were pressured um, to compromise their Christian faith and looked down upon and mistreated in different ways. Um, maybe not severely, uh, like some people were in other parts of the world, but in Rome they would not have been culturally accepted, socially accepted, to trust in Jesus. And so he's telling those people, look, this is actually an opportunity. Um, because when you do, when you, when you rejoice in God in the midst of trials, that affliction, those difficulties, if you continue trusting God in the midst of them, it's going to produce endurance. And endurance is going to produce character. In other words, he's saying that this is going to lead to spiritual growth. You see, a relationship with Christ radically changes our perspective on everything, even on difficulty and suffering, the things we don't want to go through. Um, so this would be a good time to encourage our students to realize that this kind of thing is coming. They may not have experienced much suffering yet in their lives. You probably have students that, whose lives have been pretty good, but you probably also have some students who've had a rough go of it. Like you have students in your group on both ends of that spectrum, right? Some who've had a really charmed life, Things just seem to go really well. They've always been well taken care of. Then you have some who've gone through some really tough times, like their parents have had uh, marital issues. Um, they've lived in poverty. They've struggled to get by. They've maybe experienced bullying. Um, so you have students on all ends of the spectrum, but help them to see that this passage gives dignity to their experience. It says that their experience is not... Um, outside of God's view, that he, it's not something he doesn't see, and it's something that he uses even to help them grow. This isn't to say that we should embrace, you know, suffering all the time or that we shouldn't, um, you know, fight against injustice. That is not at all what this passage is about. Um, this passage is about how the difficulty we face often provides us opportunities for spiritual growth. That's what it's about. And then Paul transitions into talking about how um, the gospel um, our right standing with God through Jesus um, gives us a hope that secures us, that gives us security in the midst of, of incredibly trying and difficult times. 
he reminds us that God shows his love, proves his love for us in this, in that while we were still sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So knowing that Christ has died for us gives us the hope, the encouragement we need to face difficulty. Um, so I want to point out a question that I would not miss in this session, and that's question number eight. And it says, how has God proven his love for you? How should this change the way you think and live? Well, Paul answers that for us in verse eight, right? Romans 5, 8. God shows his love for us in this, that he died for us on the cross. So we don't have to guess at the fact that God lo- about whether or not God loves us. We know he loves us. Your students don't have to worry about whether they've done enough to earn God's love and acceptance. He loves them, and he's proven his love for them by dying on the cross. Um, so that's really good news, right? Um, and the result of this is reconciliation with God, a relationship with God that 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 can't be taken away. We've been saved from God's wrath through Jesus, and that salvation will never fade away. It will never be taken away. God won't change his mind about you. He won't change his mind about your students. And that's what makes the gospel beautiful and good. Um, so I hope you'll encourage your students this week. I hope you'll get a lot out of the study. I hope that you'll challenge them to live out their identity as reconciled, as redeemed, as those who've been brought back to life, those who are accepted by God and those who are loved by God. We'll see you again next week for session six. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.